On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to another episode of Colts Corner. I'm going to be your host today, Vance Ellison. With me is my co-host, Warren Cornelius. How are you doing, Warren? I'm good. Cheers, guys. It's a, it's a good Sunday. All the days are running together for me now, so I could care less if it's Wednesday or, or you know Friday. It's all the same. Are you taking a shot? Are you starting with a shot? We're going to start the day off right. I got this Hotel Tango Reserve bourbon this time. <laughs> Um, nice. which is uh, really smooth and really good and also local. So support your local breweries and uh, distilleries, food places, all of them. Also with us, we got uh, a couple special guests from the Bring the Juice podcast, Cody Felger and Derek Larger. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Yep. We're doing no good. Problem. No problem. So the Colts offseason, it's been, it's been a weird one especially having Chris Ballard, we haven't had a bunch of signings like this since we had a uh, Grigson and it did not work out. We were signing guys like uh, Frank Gore, Andre Johnson, spending a bunch of money on old names. Now Ballard's known for being a quiet guy, making moves, slowly building the team through the draft. This year he came out, traded our first round pick and we know how much he loves having the draft capital and stuff. And then he goes out and signs two veteran corners and gets a 38-year-old quarterback. It's stuff that we haven't seen or expected from him. What What do you guys think so far, just overall, of what he's done this offseason compared to others? Yeah, it is definitely different. Uh, it is something that, you know, I'm just not used to as a Colts fan. It's like you go from Ryan Grigson, who we saw he got all those guys that one year, and you're like, oh, Super Bowl team, and then they go 8-8, eight and eight, Andrew Luck gets hurt. It all just comes crashing down, and so – it's kind of just been strange kind of getting used to it again. Like you can use free agency. You mean you can actually dip into this and uh, bring some talent to your roster. And so I like it personally. I always like it. I've just been so used to the last couple of years, like the Colts make like a couple moves and like, it's not really free agency is not really something I pay much attention to, but like this year has been different and it's been good. It's been fun. Uh, so yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. What, how about you, Derek? Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's different. It's something we just have not seen yet since Chris Ballard being there. Uh, it's actually kind of got me excited a little bit to think that Ballard might actually be, you know, thinking about turning a new leaf, kind of enjoying the fact that, you know, the roster is at its current form before free agency started. It's where Ballard felt it's time to make that big splash. You know, it's time to finally start making some moves to get things going and, you know, you get to force Buckner, who, you know, obviously is one of the best in the game at what he does and getting some of these older guys who have had experience to add some experience to this still inexperienced defense and this offense. I mean, it's awesome to see what they're doing here. And uh, I, I, my hat's off to Ballard for finally doing what Colts fans have been saying they wanted him to do 
for the last three years, but it's unfortunate even with everything that he's been doing, you still have a good section of that Colts nation that still thinks he's not done enough or all the moves he's made this offseason are still not good enough for what they think he should be doing. Yeah, I think I think you touched on the the most important part of what he's done, and it's uh, the experience. That's the biggest thing the Colts have lacked. We don't Our roster has been so young. We don't have guys that know how to win in the NFL. Now we're getting in a couple guys that have been there. I mean, we got two Super Bowl guys that just played in one. We got Xavier Rhodes. He's been in the playoffs a couple times. So we're getting guys that know how to win in the NFL that have the experience that can teach these young guys what they need to do moving forward. Yeah, it is, it is kind of, um, it does kind of suck that you got Colts fans that are still doubting us after making all these moves. I mean, we, we buffed up our defense a ton. Like there's no doubt about that. We already had a decent defense. Now we've got a nasty defensive line, but, um, the biggest, the biggest shock to me was, was the River signing. I didn't expect him to go out and get a 38-year-old quarterback and keep Jacoby Brissett with all that money. We got the most expensive QB room in the NFL right now. What, what do you guys think we're going to do at quarterback this year? Yeah, we, we've kind of talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I think for me, especially when I, you know, starting it before free agency started and all that, I was 100% team quarterback. I want you to take a quarterback at 13. If not, then... 34. Absolutely. But I I guess for me, I guess just looking at some of these moves that the Colts have made in free agency, you mentioned Xavier Rhodes trading away for DeForest Buckner. Some of those moves, they signify to me win now. Like we think we we have a good enough core, a young core of guys that we have drafted that we feel like we can go and compete for a Super Bowl this year. And so I kind of have changed after what seeing what the Colts have done here in free agency with signing Philip Rivers to that $25 million one-year deal, I kind of think they think that we have a good enough roster. We can compete now. And so I'm kind of more of, well, if you feel like you're doing that, if the, if you're doing these moves that signify that and point to that, I think, especially with the lack of attention they've given the wide receiver and tight end room in free agency, I think that's probably where I would see them going and kind of, I, I, I think I saw they were meeting with, oh shoot, what's his name? The quarterback, fourth or fifth rounder. I think Morgan is his last name. Yeah. James Morgan, James yeah. Morgan. Thank you. I think so. They were meeting Morgan, with him. FIU. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. T Y Hilton. Yeah. That connection there. Mm. But, but yeah, so I, I think for me, what, what I, kind of what I've seen, I think it signifies that if you do take a quarterback and I'm not convinced they will, but if you do, it's probably going to be mid middle round I would think unless one of those guys and Derek, you've talked about it. One of those guys falls like Jordan love falls there to the late twenties. And then you trade up to get him or whatever you think, if you fall in love with one of those day two quarterbacks, but uh, I don't want to say it all, Derek, what, what else do you want to add to, to kind of what I was saying there? Yeah, you're right. The quarterback situation for the Colts is a little bit messy. Um, not necessarily in the terms of signing Phillip rivers. I firmly believe that was a good signing I do believe Philip Rivers is an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. People like to look at the interception number and say that's what's wrong, but you got to kind of go deeper into the numbers and see where it is that the fault was lying. Um, And Frank Reich mentioned it in his press conference, 20 interceptions is not a good number. We have to get that down. That's unacceptable. So I know that they know Philip Rivers can do better but you're right. It's weird to be paying your backup quarterback $15 million and paying another guy $25 million. I, I'm still under the impression that 
Chris Ballard is still looking to trade Jacoby Brissett. Um, obviously, Frank Reich mentioned it, how they broke the news to Jacoby that they called him after the Phillip Rivers deal was almost completely done. And obviously, Jacoby Brissett wasn't happy about it, but he's like, you know, sorry, I'm going to be the teammate that you need me to be. So I can appreciate that. But like you guys mentioned, you have to, we have to get rid of one option. I mean, I think honestly, what they're thinking is what Chris Ballard's thinking is, is that you have Brissett and you have Rivers for one year. And what you're thinking is if Phillip Rivers isn't exactly the quarterback that they thought they could get out of him, then you say, all right, well, Phillip Rivers, you're gone. We're going to keep Jacoby Brissett as a backup and then maybe get a quarterback next year or even if you decide to go Jordan Love or one of these other guys in this draft then you can at least say all right Philip we appreciate everything you did uh giving this a shot but we're just going to move forward with the Jacoby Brissett and then whoever else we get at least then you know you can restructure Jacoby and then maybe give him a little less and keep him around just because of his youth but yeah, I, I'm still hoping that the Colts can somehow get something out of Jacoby Brissett. But obviously, the more the time just keeps going, I don't, I just don't know how that's going to work out because it really does stink thinking that we have the most cap uh, put into our quarterback room, but yet there's still so much uncertainty with the quarterback room where it stands. Well, uh, you bring up a couple good points there, Derek. Um, obviously, we didn't fall in love with somebody this year, right? Uh, because you trade up and you go get them. That's your guy. That's the most important position on the field. Uh, however, quarterback position is not a value pick. You don't grab somebody just because, Oh, well, I guess he's there. We'll take it. Or you take a shot on them, but not in the second round or third round. Um, those are calculated, you know, positions right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, we already knew Philip rivers had some talks with Indy, months ago. So he, he wasn't that big of a surprise to me personally, but there are some guys that might fall that could be somebody that maybe they fell in love with. Uh, and when I say fall in love, I mean, you, you have to love the guy enough to draft him high round rather than fill a position like a wide receiver, a, a defensive end or, or DB, anybody that we really, really need. What do you think about next year? I mean, I think uh, Notre Dame's Ian Book is like the one of the top quarterbacks. I mean, is there somebody you think that maybe we're we're looking at for next year, knowing that Brissett's going to probably be gone, and if Phil or, uh, Rivers doesn't uh, make it, that we're absolutely going to go after? I mean, what are we looking at as far as the future holds? I will say this right now. I hope it's not Ian Book. I love Notre Dame to death, but like Ian Book. <laughs> that's what yeah, I was that's, saying. That's Jacoby Brissett 2.0. Well, that, that was my whole point. You know, I mean, what do you guys think uh, as far as what the future is? Yeah. I haven't personally thought about the quarterbacks next year, but I, I, the one thing that I was thrown off by was I know a lot of people talked about how we could have probably had a shot at Tom Brady this year. I, I just don't know why we chose Phil Rivers after I know I know you want to talk about next year's draft one, but um we we got a while before we even think about next because we're on this year's draft still. I think there's some names that we can talk about in this year's draft and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I'm still surprised that we chose Rivers out of all the free agent free agent guys. Rivers just came off his worst year. And I know Maybe it's Rivers deeper. chose us. I mean, he might have. I mean, with the connections that he has to the coaching staff, but 
he just came off his worst year. I know people said that we could have had a shot at Tom Brady. Why wouldn't you take Tom Brady, who's the most successful quarterback in the he, NFL? And then I there was some. He, the ultimate issue well. with that is was they were trying to say that Philip Rivers was okay with more of a short term thing. Uh, Tom Brady was like, I have to have a two year because like I want to play to 45. Yeah. That was the issue you had. And obviously, the, the Buccaneers are paying the exact same thing for Brady that we are with Rivers just an extra year longer. I mean, that's ultimately, again, why they picked Rivers. And obviously, you said the connection between the coaches and him yeah. it made the more sense. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something that's interesting that I can't remember who pointed it out to me, but obviously with everything going on around the world, like it's just craziness right now. I don't think OTAs are happening. Like anything is happening right now. And I kind of look at it as kind of a blessing for the Colts in a way, because you got Phillip Rivers who Frank Reich says, you know, he's been in this system before he already knows 80 to 85% of the plays. So, you know, for me, it makes sense because, you know, Phillip Rivers obviously had a tough year last year. But if you take away the interception numbers, which I know is a big thing to take away. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers were, I think, top 10 in passing. I think they were number six in passing yards. So he's a guy that does – he's kind of the anti-Jacoby Brissett. Like, Jacoby Brissett's a guy – you mentioned Ian Book. I'm a fellow Notre Dame fan, so I can see this too. <laughs> uh, afraid to throw the ball down the field. Like, Phillip Rivers is not. He'll give his guy shots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it'll come with more turnovers. But we also saw that, interesting enough – and I know it's a huge, it's a different comparison for sure. But like with Andrew Luck, you know, when he was younger, you know, he, he did that a lot. I felt like he, he had to, because he had nobody around him. Mm-hmm. And then when Frank Wright came in, Andrew Luck had one of the best seasons in his career. Now I know Andrew Luck is a lot younger than Philip Rivers, but Frank Reich talked about it in his press conference. He said, from a physical standpoint, I felt like Philip hasn't dropped off at all. He hasn't lost anything. And so I think it makes sense from, from those couple fronts, you know, obviously the familiarity, Nick Sirianni, Frank Reich. And then I, I also heard that the tight ends coach was there with the Chargers as well. So the three guys that know Philip Rivers on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, he's younger. And he also pushes the ball down the field. And he's a very accurate quarterback, which is a huge, you know, check mark for Frank Reich in this offense. And so um, he mentioned, like, the quick passing game, and Philip Rivers really thrives in that. He also mentioned RPOs, which I thought was really interesting, considering Philip Rivers – is a statue at this point in his career, but uh, basically he said, the there. he's not moving. Yeah. yeah. But he said, he basically said, I know we, when we think of, we hear the word RPO, we think of, you know, run a quarterback that takes the ball and tucks it and runs. Right. You think of Lamar Jackson type of player. Yeah. But he said, it's really just getting the ball out of your hands to your receivers. When there's an unblocked defender, he said, Philip really thrives in that role and doing that. That's one of the best traits of him. So it makes a lot of sense with that, from that familiarity standpoint. And it's just a one-year deal, like Derek mentioned. And so you're not tied to him. So if you want to do something next year, you know, if you want to address the quarterback position, say you don't do it this year, you keep Jacoby Brissett, you have that option. You can do that. And then you could also, you know, bring back Brissett if, if Philip Rivers completely, you know, the wheels completely come off the wagon there. So that's – I think it makes sense from that standpoint. But it certainly is a, a risk because you mentioned he turned the ball over a lot last year, one yeah. of his worst seasons of his career especially when he gets up there in age, like it's definitely something that I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll say uh, just because of the connection. And I believe in Frank Reich as a former quarterback that he knows how to get the best out of his guys. And I know Philip Rivers has shown to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league in his career. And so <laughs> just got to be cautiously optimistic because obviously the turnovers were a big factor last year. Yeah. So- he, uh, I mean, he came from, you know, Sandy, say San Diego, LA, <laughs> 
Um, he had a trash did. offensive line, right? I mean, he had to he had to make decisions, which a lot of those are probably force passes. I mean, let's let's chalk up some of those at least to force passes, or you know, um, or just taking shots down the field too, which everybody wants that, you know. Uh, but also, look at his receiving core he had. Uh, he had Mike Williams, uh, you know, Keenan Allen when he was healthy, oh, Hunter Henry, even we can't say uh, Antonio Gates. He had guys that he could throw to, and that's one thing I think he's lacking here. So, um, one year deal, twenty five. All right, well, let's let's give him a shot at, at the title and see what he can take it and run. However, if we do draft a quarterback, that's a hell of a guy to learn from, uh, and that's kind of where I stand there. I think it's really essential that we draft somebody, um, and if it's not, it's not going to be Burrow or two, uh, or probably not Jordan Love, which is fine with me. Uh, you know, one of the guys I had my eyes on was Eason and Fromm, and me and we've talked about this in our, our podcast before. Um, those are the two guys I watch a lot of film on. <laughs> I really like them a lot. You know, at, even compared to Burrow and and uh, to uh, in those kind of guys. So um, that's kind of where I stand on that. I mean, I think Rivers is an upgrade. It's a lot of money to throw around, but it's not long term. So it's not going to screw us in the end. Yeah, my, I, I was more a fan of uh, Jalen Hurts. I like that. I like that yeah. sound quarterback. Okay with that. I, I think that would be something very exciting to watch with the the younger the younger environment we've got going on, just get a quarterback that can make plays like that to bring that to Indy, especially with us having season tickets, Warren, I would, Hey, I drive, I make that four hour drive every weekend to go see that. <laughs> I, I mean, whoever we choose, I trust them. Everybody, everybody knows my opinion on Jake Fromm. if you don't go check out my Twitter, you will know how I feel about that. <laughs> but, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of funny, you know, Jalen hurts and, uh, Jacob Eason are just two completely different quarterbacks and it's just funny because, you know, Jalen Hurts fits the Oklahoma system, right? The mobile quarterback can, you know, make those big plays, makes plays with his feet and his arm. His arm's not crazy good, but it's not – it's better than, uh, I would say – it was better than Baker's, and it's certainly better than Fromm's. But, yeah, Eason, a gunslinging quarterback. I'm with you, Vance. I would definitely be interested to see Hurts. I'm, I'm not as high on Hurts as everybody, but – I do think with a good offensive line that the Colts have, you got, you're going to get some other wide receivers in this draft. All you really have to do is worry about getting weapons. Other than that, I mean, Jalen Hurts would go into a system that has a great offensive-minded coach, great offensive line, a defense behind him. I feel like any quarterback you could put in the Colts system right now would thrive better than they would in most other places. Mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely. hundred percent. Uh, and I know, you know, we go back and forth on from, but you know, Easton is six, six. Um, I actually am starting to like him more the more film I watch on him. Uh, but also I think he's going to fall because there's so many people in front of him, you know, and he's a junior. So he's still got another year of eligibility. Let's call that a, a learning year, you know, uh, best case scenario, but you know, there's other positions that I'd love to talk about uh, aside from quarterback. What else do you guys have as far as where the Colts are going on that? Um, I, I said from the very beginning, uh, the biggest position of need was not quarterback. It was defensive tackle. Uh, and obviously the Colts addressed that with mm-hmm. bringing half of the defensive tackles from the 49ers and bringing them to the Colts. <laughs> yeah. uh, and fortunately bringing the best one. Um <laughs> 
So that was good. Um, obviously, wide receiver, we all mention it. It's it's obviously the biggest need for them right now because they really don't have that bona fide piece that we know is going to stick around for very long. I mean, obviously, of T.Y. Hilton, but Hilton is continuously getting hurt more and more as his years go along, and he's obviously getting up there. I think he's going to be 32 this season, so obviously his days are getting close to being numbered. Uh, Paris Campbell, we still don't know yet. He's just obviously got to stay healthy. Zach Pascal, I mean, he's a good wide receiver, but he's not going to rock the knocks off anybody out there. Um, maybe he could do better with Philip Rivers throwing to the football. I, I, there's always the possibility. Um, good route runner, though. I mean, yes, very good route runner. More from a guy who's not even supposed to be in the NFL right now. <laughs> right, absolutely. And I think uh, I think Cody and I both agreed that uh, the corner position is again something you still need to fill in. Um, obviously getting Xavier Rhodes, but you still don't know the long-term future of him. You got TJ Carey. I understand that, but you know, Rocky sin only going to be in his second year, an unknown um, Xavier Rhodes an unknown on TJ Carey. You kind of want to, the only bona fide guy we have in that secondary for corners is Kenny Moore at this point in time. So you kind of want to continue. Yeah, he's nickel. So, you know, you kind of want to, you kind of want to continue to keep adding depth at that position. I think that's the biggest one because uh, we know as long as Malik Hooker stays healthy, Malik's done pretty good, and Kahari Willis showed that he can be a uh, be the guy. So, and linebacker, we're pretty stacked right now with Darius Leonard, Walker, and Okariki, and some of those other guys. So, I think besides quarterback, you know, we wide receiver and corner, just adding more guys to that position. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I personally wouldn't be surprised to see us snag an yeah. offensive lineman either. I know yeah. Ballard always talks about you, you never stop going after offensive linemen. You always want to improve yeah. there. So, I mean, I, I have us getting a guy that could probably take Glowinski's spot or make it so Braden Smith can move back to guard. I wouldn't be surprised if we take that, but obviously. Who's that? Who, who do you have ta- us taking? No, line? I don't have us taking. I just said an oh. offensive lineman so that gotcha. Glowinski gotcha. doesn't have to take most of the snaps or yeah. that. Brain Smith can move back to his college position, which was guard instead of playing tackle. But um, obviously, like you said, Derek, wide receiver is the biggest one. We need to get guys for whatever quarterback we have. Obviously, it's going to be Philip Rivers this year. But if we do get a young guy that is going to end up stepping up and playing next year, we need to make sure he's got the proper weapons. And I mean, Paris Campbell is a huge question mark. And it, the everyone behind T.Y., even with T.Y. and all the health concerns, we, it's just a big question mark at wide receiver. And I know one thing that Philip Rivers likes to throw to is those big body wide receivers that will yep. go up and get the ball. And that is something we do not have at all. So I think that would be a big focus yeah, in this draft. At 34. The, uh, T. Higgins from Clemson, he's probably one of the bigger wide receivers in the draft and yeah, probably will be available. 6'4", six, 6'4", four, six, four, 200 and- uh, 34 pounds. I mean, that's a big boy. That's a big, yeah, boy. Uh, th- yeah. 220. I thought he was anyways, either way, he's still six, four. Um, and then that kid from uh, Colorado is a, a absolute monster too. Uh, I think yeah. he's more, uh, 240 to 235, something like that. Uh, Chenault or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they'll both probably be there, you know, uh, ticket, uh, T. Higgins has played against some of the uh, top tier DBs in college football. So, of course, I'm going to lean towards more of that guy uh, being successful and, and being a, a good draft prospect for us. Yeah, my, my favorite wide receiver 
because I'm a homer, is it's Chase Claypool for Chase sure. Claypool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big dude. He was a stud for Notre Dame. I think I think Philip Rivers could bring out the best of him. He might be down there though in 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 round three or four though. Yeah, you know? that's that's why I like him. We can get that's him late. The thing. Yeah, I, um, I think the combine numbers will kind of uh, get some people to uh, think he might be higher. I've seen a lot of mock drafts now going him in in round two just because you look at his numbers. I mean, the the four four forty time and being six five and two hundred thirty pounds and just being the way he is. I mean. It's a tight end converted to a wide receiver. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just an unbelievable athlete. I did not think he was that much of an athlete until I saw him run and jump. I mean, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, Chase Claypool fits exactly what it is that you said you wanted uh, him to do. And, you know, he's – and Ballard's been at a couple games at Notre Dame this year. Uh, no doubt definitely keeping an eye on Chase Claypool is one of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been high on Chase Claypool. I would, I would almost pull the string on him on getting him at forty four if we don't indeed actually get a wide receiver at thirty four. Yeah, that's a. Um, I mean, that's a good take. It's kind of who's going to fall, you know, uh, and who do they want? There's always, um, you know, I don't know about D line if we're going to still continue to stack that with Sheldon Day and Buckner, which Buckner came out of nowhere though. Yeah. Nobody expected that to happen. I mean, nobody. No. When that, that when that news <laughs> dropped, I was that was, I was full. We even picked that, that was, guy. I that thought was that was a lie at first. I, I yeah, looked at my phone. I was like, "There's no way that's true. There's no way." And then I see Schefter, and I'm like, "Oh, it's true now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's true. I, I was like, "Oh shit." Okay. All right. All right. So we're going there. Then we signed Sheldon Day, who was a starter, and uh, and being a homer, and he we went to the same high school and everything. So, uh, and he's a Notre Dame grab. You know, I think that really just kind of shores things up right there. Uh, mm-hmm. Releasing Marcus Hunt, uh, who we actually extended, kind of proved that. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a necessity unless somebody that is high on their draft board actually falls. Yeah, um, I, I definitely, to answer your question on that, yeah, I, they definitely will. I, I actually had, um, we just did our mock, my mock draft, I think it was yesterday, and we, I actually said I had a defensive lineman going with our last pick in the draft. Um, just, you know, how Ballard is. You always yeah. want to continue to keep getting guys at that position, even if you think you're set. Uh, always a good idea to keep adding depth. So it wouldn't surprise me. I, I wouldn't think he would draft one until a little later, but it would not surprise me in the slightest if he does. I think we'll draft a defensive lineman in, in this draft anyways, you know, but when it comes yeah. down to it, uh, DB, um, there's a couple guys really that I was looking at. Bryce Hall uh, for Virginia is a six one guy, definitely Ballard guy, probably be down there later on. Um, CJ Henderson from Florida, also a six one guy. Uh, I know Ballard likes those tall DBs, more or less. So as long as they mm-hmm. uh, can do, I mean, Quincy Wilson didn't didn't show um, show any signs. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's those are definitely some some guys that I think are would be fill huge holes. Uh, assuming that you know Xavier Rhodes is kind of on his last leg, or if he even comes out and he's in his Pro Bowl self, how we could still use the depth. Yeah, you know? yeah. My biggest my biggest thing: if we draft another DB, we just need to get one that fits our scheme. Um, and we need to make sure we have guys that can play in front of them in case they don't so that they're not forced to cover these big name wide receivers. 
because Rockison got this short end of the stick last year. He was covering some big names. He was a man <laughs> guy playing in a zone defense. They just kind of screwed him over. And I know we tried to play a little bit more man last year, but I mean, he definitely was not ready for uh, the load that we handed him. So as long as we don't do that to whoever we get, I'm cool with it. But um, I know, I know we've done a lot this offseason. I would definitely say this is the um, this is probably Ballard's most important offseason after losing Andrew Luck. I mean, he definitely wasn't expecting that when he came here. He's expecting to have a franchise guy, and you know, Andrew Luck kind of just gave us the deuces and took off. (laughs) So, I mean, I I like what he's doing this year. It's going to be, it's definitely going to be a fun one to play. It's going to be a fun season to uh, see how it plays out. I mean, with rivers in a new uniform, I never thought I'd see rivers in a new uniform. Brady's in a new uniform. We got a huge trade. We got uh, DeForest Buckner. So it's stuff that we, I haven't seen the Colts do that in a while and actually get good players. And it, it should be a fun season. I'm going to wrap it up though, but um, Warren, let, let's hear some final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, to be honest with you guys, I'd, I'd love to see one of those second tier quarterbacks drafted to learn under uh, rivers. I think he's going to have an exceptional year and play again next year. Uh, Jacoby will be gone. And um, I really want to get one of those uh, DBs, uh, those corners um, guys that played, but, that that's just one of those positions that I think we're short up though. Defensively, hell of a job. Um, really appreciate you guys coming on and uh, giving some thoughts. It, it makes it interesting and makes me think about other things as well. Uh, at least uh, discussion wise. That's all I got, man. Uh, just uh, love you, mom. Uh, love you, Ash. <laughs> all right, Derek, Cody, you guys got anything? Shout out your podcast or something. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me. My sorry, my internet's not you. been the greatest during this call, but we can hear uh, you. No, yeah, definitely. You can check us out there. Um, you can just type in. It's been cool because you can just type in Colts Podcast on YouTube, and you'll find us in there. Bring the Juice Podcast again. Find us on Twitter at I, I believe it's BTJ Pod. Bring the Juice yep. Pod, um, and then you can find myself at CP Felger fifty five, and then Derek at Derek underscore Larger. And so that, yep, that's kind of where you can find us. We're also on Instagram and Facebook as well. So these guys so yeah, have a lot of Apple. Check them out. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, hey. we've been putting out a ton. Of, have I think Cody and I were just talking about this before we came on. We have like six or seven other videos that we already have like in the lock, ready to go for like over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot more content <laughs> coming your guys's way. Obviously, a lot to get through before. Uh, before the draft and thankfully because of Chris Ballard, we've had a lot to talk about, which is very nice. So yeah, be sure to check out that stuff, guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks again, guys for having us on here. Oh yeah. We, we appreciate you guys taking the time to come on and talk to us. We got, we got a lot smaller following than you guys. So it was good getting a different opinion on the show. Actually, Cody, I got something for you. I know you hit me up about the, uh, that bobblehead. Oh yeah, that we were giving away. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, we we didn't get enough followers, so I got it. If you uh, if you DM us where you want it sent, I will send it to you because we got two of them. So oh, yeah, well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. We we said whoever wow. comes on and gets on our show helps us make some content. We'll send you some stuff. So I got one of the bobbleheads, the Manning bobblehead. I'll send you. But um, <laughs> be sure to check us out on Twitter at Colts underscore yeah. Corner One, and then we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Check us out there, and thank you for tuning in, guys.